With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Winter, spring, summer, fall, seasons change. We still keep it together. Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. Are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles <laughs> Rose. Did I say that? Mary Mullins. thing about the, the, the real person, and we're going, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crushworthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah. Okay, here Play we ball. We are here for Sports Show Volume 1. Uh, this is going to be very exciting. Melanie, it's good to see you. Chuck and you. Larry, always good to see you guys. Charles, uh, baseball season's upon us. Um, We're talking baseball. Yep. I'm, I'm rocking my team. Melanie's got her team. Yep, got Green's Red got Sox Red- and Padres. Yeah, I brought along a, a, a bunch, a little group of friends to join us today. First, let's start with the real Dodger legacy. Jackie Robinson, Don Newcomb, Roy Campanella. Nice. All right. That's great. So I'll raise your franchises three. <laughs> what do you got, Melanie? I see you got a whole bunch of stuff in the background there. I've got the San Diego chicken. I've got Dick Enberg and I've got Trevor Hoffman. So I've got nice. some, some Padre stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just got my Trevor Hoffman being the only. Have, Trevor Hoffman, is he in the, the Hall of Fame yet? Yes, I believe so. I He's the so. Padre in yep. the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's, he was yeah. good. Well deserved. And, I can't uh, connect to your Wi-Fi network. Oh. You can find setup instructions in the help section of your Alexa. Did someone say Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love technology. Oh, wow. Alexa, stop. The only other one I want to show before we get started here is uh, because I noticed the date here. Here is Fernando Valenzuela. Oh. And they gave this out to Mark. The no-hitter he threw on June 29th, 1990. And I wish I could say I was at the game because I used to go to about every about third of the season back then. But, no, I was locked in a room going, they didn't buy any of our stories. What the fuck are we going to do? And, and, uh, because it's June 29th, and they had rejected they, they everything three days before. And now we were scrambling to get it done by July 4th. So, wow. Fernando, I missed it. But you can hear him on the Spanish-led uh, language radio in Los Angeles. Um, hey, Larry, I see you got the game on there, right? I have a Red Sox Atlanta. Uh, the last uh, you know, exhibition season is ending. The uh, spring training is ending. Uh, but, you know, our season for the Red Sox starts on Thursday, 11 o'clock p- uh, a.m. on Pacific Coast time. So, yeah, we'll be watching. Nice. Who do you uh, open against? Uh, we open against the Orioles, which is wonderful. Oh, good for you. 
<laughs> That's a good start to the season. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about this. So there's a lot of sports. Obviously, we cover 90210 has covered a lot of various things here. Um, and it's kind of, well, I mean, there's some hockey early on, right? There's there's some tennis we see in the first season. But, the you know, the, the one that I think we're going to be talking about and diving into a little bit uh, initially is spring training, this baseball episode where the, uh, you know, the, the, the kids are, are all coaching and whatnot. Charles, how does the baseball episode come to be in your world? Um, there were no alternatives. We had really run up <laughs> against it. We had, we had had episodes. We had, we had an, an idea we were developing that got thrown out. We had just finished, uh, the, the first one that uh, Jessica and Steve wrote for us, April is the cruelest month. We were really focused on what's going to happen with the summer episodes that had just been laid on us, that this is what we're going to do. We had spring dance. We had this. And and who's going to do this? And so uh, we were looking for different things. And uh, I, I, I think I may have mentioned to Dan McDermott, the Fox executive who covered 90210 at the time, I, that that I was out, you know, side playing catch with my daughter because she uh, plays youth baseball. And he said, well, why don't you write about that? And I'm petting my dog as I'm talking. I had a wonderful dog named Remy, uh, named after our favorite beverage. And I used to, uh, you know, pet the uh, the puppy. So you got a A story about youth baseball and a B story <laughs> about a pup. And we just put them together. Inspiration. And, um, I don't think that anybody had enough time to do anything on this, but just, you know, approve it. So uh, it was a lot of fun for me to do uh, a, a pain in the ass to edit, which we'll talk about a little later. And, um, and it was uh, fun. We watched it uh, today. So I hope uh, some of you check out the watch along. Yeah. Cause that was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, let's see here what we have. Um, I know that we have a whole bunch of clips and whatnot, um from the episode let me see what we have uh i don't know let's see pull this one up okay you got something because while you're waiting uh yeah. uh, uh i'll be warming up in the bullpen <laughs> <laughs> okay well this episode gets you know it gets intense there's a lot of things happening let's see what this is okay here we go. all right listen up baby you pitch your record, man. Win or lose, you tossed a hell of a game. There's no pressure here, buddy. Go get him. Right. Well, that's that Good clip has no had no had no nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. So that's where I'll put a better clip of but, but uh, Pete. Yeah, we should say that kid threw pretty nicely for a little league kid. I was pretty happy with that. As I was very impressed. Little league, I thought he, you know, he, he told the rubber well, and I thought he had a good delivery. <laughs> you would think so, and he probably did. But since the director never put the camera behind the pitcher, the only note, by the way that the executive producer gave him as my wife was in labor was to make sure you, and my only question I asked him, you a big baseball fan? He said, yes, no base. We're looking over Larry Mullen's shoulder right now. See where the camera is. It's in center. It's always field. There. You can see the action. That is a standard shot. So I agree with you. It looked like it had a nice pop, 
But maybe, who knows? Maybe Ian Peering stepped in and threw the ball. Right. You, know, mm. we, you know, we can't tell because thank you, mm. director. Was it a casting requirement for these kids to play baseball? Yes. It was. Okay. I would think so, okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we have one of the kids with us, all right? Great. We found we found Corey, um, and here he is. This is Paige Gosney. Paige, it's good to see you, man. You played Corey. I mean, you were a little bit of a bully. You and uh, you and Noah, you know, were bullying that little kid, Manny, right? Uh, yeah. Well, tell me about this for you, uh, coming into 90210. I mean, what was this like, you know, as a young kid getting cast in something this this big? Well, it was great. It was, um, I want to say at the time, 90210 was not quite what it would go on to become. So it was still kind of that, I think it was first season, right? Or first yeah. season. Absolutely. Yeah. It was not big at all. So Yeah, it was, it was still, I think I was familiar. I knew Shannon Doherty. I knew Jason Priestley just from other things. I remember mm -hmm. from, uh, I think it was 11 or 12, from a 12 yards perspective, I got to basically play baseball for two weeks and hang out. I think it was... If I recall correctly, it was only going to be a one-week shoot, but there was rain, so it ended up getting continued for a second week. And we basically just lived at this park, this ball field in Century City, I want to say. Beverly um, Hills, but on the on the border of Century City, or or yeah. Century City being on the border of Beverly Hills. Yeah, it was right there. And um, yeah, just had a blast. It was got to know all the kids. I actually, the kid who played Randy Crawford, the right fielder who. Uh, uh, you know, had an issue with that fly ball. Yeah, at the end, I worked with him on another movie. After this, this was one of the first, one of the early parts that I got once I started acting. So we kind of crossed paths a number of times after that as well, which was really cool. Well, I know that when Pete said that he had contacted you, my first was I looked at the name. I said, "Oh, Paige. Paige is the redhead." Yeah. Right? No, no, no. I was the uh, <laughs> the curly haired blonde kid. The uh, I was a I was very good at cackling. In the episode, yeah, a lot of laughing, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, overemphasized reactions to uh, <laughs> doofus, which was a, a great term that I was mm. pleased to, uh, you know, doofus doesn't get its its fair its fair uh, <laughs> due. I think it was, it, it, was it got quite a lot of play here. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It did. That was uh, that was one of Noah's favorite favorite derogatory or uh, whatever yeah. insults for uh, for Manny. Well, you're a young actor, right? I mean, so I mean, it's hard to be acting because you're playing baseball. I mean, we talked about this with months. We'll show those. We'll those. We'll show those clips a little bit later uh, about playing football. I mean, so how are you kind of as well? First off, as a young actor, how are you? You know, developing character and all that stuff as a kid. I, I imagine that's got to be tough. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, the character himself was was fairly one note in terms of being you know the the bully type character. So in that sense. You know, it was easy to kind of track what that character's emphasis was, what my reactions were. And a lot of my kind of uh, acting in the episode was really just reacting to what Davey, what Noah said and, and you know, that kind of a thing. So it was, from that perspective, it was it was fairly straightforward and easier. Obviously in jobs and as I progressed in acting over, you know, the years to come and different things, that kind of process evolved. I got better at, you know, at uh, understanding sure. the nuances, identifying and making that a part of the character. But early on, it was really just kind of figuring out, you know, what the what the character's track was and and staying, you know, staying on track, essentially. 
Was there anything fun that you guys got to do? I mean, obviously playing the baseball is fun. Was there any kind of, you know, activities that you that, that the kids all did together or anything like that? Or were you pretty much all kind of kept, uh, you know, apart or when you were not acting? We were we were all pretty much together with the when we weren't in school with the set teacher and the trailers. We were pretty much out on the field just practicing and playing around. Um, if I remember correctly, during the rain the rain delays, we had a couple of days where we just did school and went to I don't know if it was the studio. I'm trying to remember where it was, but it was. Um, but we kind of spent Van, some time. Van Nuys. You Van Nuys. To a warehouse in Van Nuys. Yes. Yeah. And I remember we got to we hung out with. Uh, with Brian Austin Green for a little bit there, who was really cool and got to see kind of a little bit of the background, you know, situations. He was really great. And I think that's where I met the girls, other than at the 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 set, kind of for that one scene at the very end when they're actually there. We kind of got to meet Shannon and, and um, Jenny and the others. Um, briefly, we didn't have a whole lot of interaction. It was mainly with Steve and with uh, or with Ian and with um, Jason. What were they like on this? Were they were were they was it fun? It was a lot of fun. It was great. Um, Ian was awesome. Ian was great. He was out there hitting balls and and playing with us and getting after it and having a good time. Uh, Jason, my recollection, not as much, um, but he was you know he was around. He seemed he seemed nice. Um, didn't have much interaction with Luke. I remember walking past him on the trailer one day. He was sitting out front and just kind of. Gave a hello and uh, brewed it a little bit, and then we walked by. So that was that. <laughs> um, but he was nice. He seemed cool. He seemed all right. Um, but yeah, I remember Steve or Ian was great in particular. Well, you mentioned Ian. Today happens to be his birthday. Happy birthday, right. Ian. birthday, Ian. Right. Happy birthday. I mean, we were kind of laughing about some of Ian's uh, <laughs> his outfits. outfits? Yeah. The half shirt tank top with Yes, that's the one. Shredded. Thank God. I know. If I could pull that off. Oh my it was great. Yeah, there there was a lot of I rewatched the episode last night. You sent me the link. Um, there were some interesting some funny moments in particular. One that jumped out at me was I remember the after Brandon walks off, uh, when uh Noah won't come out of the out of the game and he's talking to his dad that night and is like, Oh, Davey was so upset he he called me from his car phone. <laughs> He couldn't, even, he couldn't even wait to get home. He was so upset. Uh, that's he had expensive. to hop on the car yeah. phone. Yeah, especially that's then. Like, per that's second. Right there. That's definitely 1991. Love that. Yeah. Well, how, he wasn't in the canyon, so you could hear him. No. <laughs> that was always a thing. I can't hear him in the canyons. He didn't have to take any calls. Remember, yeah. Chuck, we'd, oh, be, we'd, be, going, we'd right. be going over to the other set because we were on, you know, a hill separated our, our, from the writers from the set. So if you were in the canyon, you could always say, I can't hear you. I'm spelling the call, the studio call. I can't hear you. I'm in the canyon. And how many times, by the way, Larry, did I call Aaron Spelling going back to the studio? He get on the phone and he then did that to me. Yeah. <laughs> didn't want to talk about whatever problem it was. And I always used to do that. John Litt, Jonathan Littman, you know, I, I used to time it. I yeah. I hit send and then the first line of course we might get disconnected. Oh, they're gone. <laughs> he was, it was our great. It was, you were not accessible. It was yeah. early days of mobile phones was great. Yeah. yeah, and they were only this big too. You know, they every phone. You know, they were giant. Yeah, cancer oh, producers. I'm I'm curious, Paige. Though, did you get recognized? Um, well, did you play little league too as a as a as a kid or? Yeah, yeah. No, I I was baseball was my sport. Was a left-handed pitcher in center field. Mm. Uh, my positions primarily. What well, Paige? Larry and I are both uh, 
uh, alums of coaching and managing and things like mm -hmm. that. Very cool. I grew up in La Cañada, so we played in uh, Crescenta oh. Cañada. Uh, oh, that's good baseball out there. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's but did you get recognized as from from that show after it aired? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I did, and I still to this day a friend because it was. I mean, obviously, it's nine hundred two and zero. It was impactful for kind of everybody for my age and a little bit older. So even now, when it's on syndication, all of a sudden I'll get a random text from somebody, you know, who's just like uh, nine hundred two was on nine hundred two and zero was on. I don't know what channel that would be. And uh, and your episode came up, and so it's one of these things that just kind of resurfaces every year or two, and I'll get a random message, Facebook and other things. People have reached out, like kind of like when I got your email, it was like, was yep. that you? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then of course you you also get besides those random things, you'll also get always a residual for about what about eighteen cents. Actually, it's funny. About a week and a half ago, I got a five dollar and eighty three cent check. For residuals for 902 and for this episode. So nice. All right, well, that's good. So it's picking up a bit. <laughs> I, know, I mean, Ian Zeering always says it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. That's what he calls the show. Absolutely. That's amazing. 902 and uh, I did a, a few episodes of Home Improvement. Those are the two that I keep seeing pop back up every now and again. Mm, great. Great. Yeah. And I got to ask one question before, before we, uh, uh, whatever Pete's going to do. Okay, I'm looking out your window there behind the blinds. Is that the Pacific Ocean? No, that's the uh, the San Bernardino Mountains, the uh, kind of Big Bear area. Oh, nice. Wow. Is that the lake? Is that Big Bear? Or no, no, that's just an office. That's an office park. So, yeah, you're seeing water. Yeah, are you seeing yeah. water, Chuck? I just see Venetian blinds. Oh, the, the blue. behind the splats. It looked like that was the beach, and then oh, behind it was some ocean. And uh, he said he was uh, South Orange County, so I wanted to uh, see is that Doheny or oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. or, or, or Trestles yeah. or something. But no, you know, fun. You're in San Bernardino. So. <laughs> Chuck was on the Corona hotline. Chuck was on the Corona hotline. I think. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, no, but I was wondering if you, when you were playing baseball as a little leaguer. Are you like like it's like oh my god Corey this, he played Corey, you know what I mean? Like is were you a little bit of a wise ass after this this show? Did you become the character? Or was it a little art imitating life at one point? I don't know. I uh, I probably walked a little taller. Uh, you know, carried a, had a little bit of attitude for a little while afterwards. But then uh, I'm sure as soon as I got beamed the next time or something <laughs> like that, then that mm -hmm. brought me right back down to earth. And uh, so did you have a second pitch? Page. Did you have a second pitch? I did. I had a I had a changeup and I had a fastball. Oh, no curveball. Okay, but it's, you know, when you're in little league and you're a left-handed pitcher, just being left-handed is, is enough of a wrinkle to uh, yeah. right. Big advantage. Yeah. What about this kid, Davey or Noah, in the in the episode? Was he? What was he? Was he fun to be around as a kid? Yeah, he was fun. He was cool. He was he and uh, Damian who played Davey. I think the the other kid's yeah. son. The three of us and then Bo, obviously, who was Randy, kind of were uh, the main kind of crew hanging out because we were the, yeah, the main group of kids. Good. And um, we spent a lot of time together hanging out. Everybody was really cool. He had that very overly uh, New York accent and uh, and played it well. I know he was, he was great. He was awesome. Yeah. Have you ever been given uh, sushi at a game or whatever the, whatever the, uh, <laughs> the souvlaki. Souvlaki. Souvlaki, yeah. souvlaki and all that stuff? 
I have I have not. Although I will say I coached my daughters in soccer in AYSO in South Orange County, and you get some of these parents who show up with full on desserts, and you get mimosas for the coach and the parents. <laughs> and I mean, it's uh, it's like nine o'clock on a Saturday, and you've got the full spread of pastries, and it's crazy. But nothing like souvlaki or, or sushi, I will say. Yeah, I was just doing that to make my statement. I was saying before, Paige, that I coach Little League in Beverly Hills, and the actress Barbara Bain used to bring uh, hors d'oeuvres, really not for the kids, but for the, the parents, you know. Mm -hmm. like So, uh, you know, uh, and I remember souvlaki being it, so I, I put <laughs> that in there. Yeah, I think all the all that I ever got were orange slices and a Capri Sun. Maybe if that was right. <laughs> yeah. Capri Sun was mandatory. Yes. Oh, yeah. One. yeah, that's funny. Absolutely. All right, Paige. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. This yeah, was thanks. great thank to have you. Thank you very much, Paige. No, yeah. thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. You look oh, great. You look yeah. great. Yep. And you. do you have Boy, a team? Do you, have, do you have a baseball team that you root for? I'm a, a diehard Dodger fan. There you go. I've been number one to my heart, but. Uh, Having lived in Orange County now for a number of years, I do uh, I do appreciate the Rally Monkey, like the Angels, but uh, the yeah. Dodgers will always be number one. Here's so. Kirk Gibson, the big moment, the best moment we ever had, the number one moment of baseball. That's right. That's right. Never gets old. Never gets old. Never gets old. No. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Thanks, Paige, man. Thank, appreciate right. stopping by. Bye, Paige. Right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was great. Uh, was fun. Him. Yeah. I mean, uh, you were talking about it before, uh, Charles, uh, the kids from this thing. None of them went on to do any acting, right? What, what? And course, if you believe IMDb, which I uh, many times do not because I know how inaccurate it is for me. Uh, but, but, you know, so it says, yeah, Paige still acted to 1998. This show was done in 91. Three of the people were out in 91. One, I think, the stayed to 95. And the, the that great gal pitcher that Andrea brought it didn't even bother putting her name down. <laughs> well, she, she's, also not, she's also not credited on the well, um, episode okay. itself. Well, yeah. you know what happened? Probably She probably was Taft-Hartley for the show. She was not a union member. So theoretically, contractually, they didn't have to put her name, maybe. I don't know. Maybe if she was Taft-Hartley, she would have been a non-union performer. I mean, it's very possible, too, because... She wasn't protected uh, by the union. That, that's the most plausible explanation uh, I can imagine. She doesn't have any lines. She just, you know what I mean? She, she might have been a special business extra. Yeah. That's right. She would be a principal extra, prob probably. Uh, you know, SAG. But you got an upgrade, but you were not a union. You're not. You right. were in SAG. You got a credit. You were in SAG, but you weren't considered a principal or, yeah. or even a guest right. role or anything. Right. Uh, well, she's really great in this, and I want to ask you about that story. You know, creating all this and the moments and whatnot for the episode. But Melanie did something very cool with us um, last year when we were planning out the Super Show. We went to the park where uh, where all of this took place. So here's a clip of that. Standing on the pitcher's mound at Roxbury Park, where the Beverly Hills Little League played. And uh, we're getting near the end of the first season, and it's clear we need to get a script done in about three or four days. And Darren turns to me and says, you like baseball, why don't you write a baseball story? And so came the episode called Spring Training, where the talented girl pitcher for the Peach Pit team um, was a girl and I had a daughter who was very athletic and you know I'm a feminist so I really like that plot and but the major thing happened 
if we turn around, the camera's gonna follow me now, and we're gonna turn around right over there, where during the end of the scene, a lost dog that Brenda has rescued comes running, and one of the Little League kids knew the, uh, that it was his dog, and he says, that's my dog, come here, Rupert. As in Rupert Murdoch, who owned the Fox Broadcasting Company. And uh, no wonder we were never as thick as thieves. But this is where we filmed it, and it was a fun episode. And uh, one of the few times we got to actually do a location in Beverly Hills. Cool. So a couple of things about that location, right? I think you, you have mentioned that you ran into Luke when, when, when coaching or something like that at some point. Yes, Luke coached baseball, and he coached it at in the Beverly Hills Little League. I don't think he necessarily lived in Beverly Hills, but you, you could, you know, juggle in this, and and there he was, and it was uh, it was great. Now, the one thing I can't remember, I think it was Roxbury, but it could have been La Cienega. La Cienega. I think it was La Cienega, Chuck. I think it was La Cienega because that was closer. He lived in Hancock Park. And, and the thing is, is that I expected that we would be filming in La Cienega Park. And I remember that was the day they were doing the location scout at La Cienega Park. And so uh, I get a call from Paul Wagner, who's, who's uh, um, on the scout, just bringing me up to date. And, uh, I, um, and I'm in the labor delivery room with my wife, my mother, my sister, Carol, and, and uh, Karen, who's, who's already had two children, but uh, this one's taken a, a while. And, um, uh, and Paul asked me, so how's it going? And I said, well, it's kind of like waiting for our DP to finish lighting. <laughs> and I used his name, but I'm not going to do it here because I like the DP. And it was, it just was uh, that day. And I was so surprised when they told me that they were using Roxbury Park. But I shouldn't be surprised because, as I've said many times here, the, the locations are often chosen by where you can park your trucks. And parking is much better at Roxbury Park than La Cienega, which has no parking. Yeah, you have to park, park in a public lot, a lot across the street. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, underground yeah. But right. also that that park is is I always liked the La Cienega Park because when you look out in center field, there used to be a big sign that said Hustler, because the Hustler <laughs> building would be right up there. <laughs> That's great. Oh boy. Well, the episode gets off to a bang, and let me show you this: what happens to Port. So for the uh, tryouts, you have to hitting some fungos. Just point me to the bat rack. All right, nice meeting you, fellas. See you later, Dave. Bye bye. So how tight is your dad with Franklin? Oh, they work together pretty tight, I think. Oh, and you can bet old Franklin's going to make sure his good buddy gets all the best players. Yeah, maybe. Say, is your dad any good? He loves baseball. But is he any good? See for yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Love that. Right, Steve's shirt hey. is incredible. I, I want to say a lot about Jim Eckhouse, but also, if you noticed, when he swang at the last image, there was a Hispanic woman holding a little child. That's Matilda Alice holding my daughter, Maxine. Oh, oh. I love it. Like there. 
and uh, she must, you know, for whatever reason. Um, uh, I have one really kind of funny story that would link into 90210 that has to do with a bad back. Because I remember I, I was a skier then. And, and we, you know, the whole notion is I realized if I go ski in the way that I said, I wasn't a great skier, never was a great skier. So I realized I could get really hurt because I hadn't done anything athletic from the moment I signed on and, and stopped playing basketball to actually flying up to uh, Aspen, to Snowmass Mountain, to, to uh, go skiing. And I re and I put put Lindsay, who was with me, my she six year old. I put her in ski school, and I get on the slopes, and I'm really concerned. And I'm and I'm telling the guy next to me, I said, "Gee, I haven't." And it's April, the snow's beautiful and up there. And I said, "Gee, I know I haven't skied in in all season." And this guy, who's got the great tan because it's spring season, and he's got the good shirt, he's sitting next to me, and he's telling me I got 90 days. I've done 90 days or 60 to whatever it was. He was an avid skier. He would fly up from Los Angeles and spend time. And I said to him as we're going up, I said, so what do you do? And he said, I'm the union rep for the editor's union. Oh, excuse me. I'm the union's rep for the prop union. Mm. And Larry, the prop union was the yeah, one that brought a formal grievance against the spelling company to because of one of the people saying that this that that this wasn't really a non-union show. Oh, it was union because Torand, the name of the company, was had the same address as the spelling, and it wasn't separate, mm. and they wanted to explore this, and they brought a lawsuit. So this guy tells me he's from the prop union, and by the way, maybe three days, five days later, the suit was withdrawn. Nothing ever happened to it, and the reason is is because their representative was skiing every day. And they, <laughs> The executive producer of the show did not tell him what I did when he said, what do you do? I said, oh, I just write a little, you know, not much. And that was that. <laughs> but uh, I just think it's really funny that here was the rep for the union. They had us by the gonads and uh, and the guy was too busy to really follow up and uh, what, what the Dalton sisters wanted. And uh, that was that. Hmm. Yeah. Here's some more stuff. We're going to have a good time? Yeah! We're going to play ball like we know. Yeah! Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. Where's my catcher? Okay. So we got Nat as a, as a coach too, right? Uh, team Nat. That, that team's not so great. I mean, where are you pulling from all this, uh, Charles, when you're putting this, this together? Well, like I said, I played in the park league and little league had all the status. So we weren't as good as the little league. And I remember the one time we did a scrimmage, uh, it wasn't obnoxious like this at all, but um, the other team was an interesting team because they had uh, uh, Dino Martin and uh, Tony Sales, Soupy Sales' son, was both on the Yankees, and uh, and it was at that Roxbury Park actually. So you know there was always a disparity. They had a cooler uniforms, we had a T-shirt, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I think some of it came to that. Yeah. Um, uh, there is one moment, Pete. You got the moment where the the little kid gets the big hit. The um, you know where the Manny kid, Manny gets the hit. 
Uh, Let me see. This might be it. Okay, let's see. I, I just want to make a reference because I know where that came from, and I had forgotten till I saw the episode today with you guys. All right, this is this. Give it up, you bitch! <laughs> I don't think that guy touched the plate. The first runner did not touch the plate. <laughs> Chuck, if, there was, if there was only instant replay, uh, right? did not did not touch home plate. If we want to see that again, I yeah, think Matt was very off. lucky. Matt was very lucky. Larry wasn't on the other side. I do not like that at all, man. I, I suspect Bert Brinkerhoff had some reason why the kid had to go wide around the plate or whatever. <laughs> the kid cut, cuts behind the catcher who's clearly standing in front of the plate. Yeah, I wonder if Bert has ever seen a baseball game. Yeah, he's a very good director. He's just not a baseball guy. Clearly. That's, that's okay. It's, it's okay. You don't have to be. But I mean, for but, this, yeah. But the one thing I want to say about the incident, where, where it came from, was I do remember in Pony League that there was a kid who was, um, you know, mentally challenged physically challenged. I can't remember what. And he played for one of the teams. And mm -hmm. the guy who was not on my team, but named Jason Newman, who was the best athlete of my era, one year ahead of me, who took Beverly Hills High School to win CIF basketball, had a better game, was out-dueled Paul Westfall. So he was a really a great athlete, became a high school coach, and, 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 and history teacher at Beverly High. He's beloved and very popular um, his brother Gary Newman is was longtime president of Fox and uh, television, and and Jason was up there in the mound against this kid, and and Jason was an all star. He was really good. He slowed the pitch so that the kid could hit it, and got a single, and got on base. Ah, I see. And yeah. and I remember all the adults in the league, including the president, putting their arm around Jason after the game and calling him a mensch and. So I remember. So the kid didn't actually slow up in the same way, but it that was the the moment that uh, it inspired the idea that the kid could could get a fluke hit and uh, and get on base. And it was more than that. A couple of other things that happened in this episode that we should touch on. Um, the, the, the we kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, Avery, right? I almost called her Paige. Now that you did that, okay. uh, Avery is the is the star female player for uh, the the Pits. I think Dylan finds her. Um, Andrea, Andrea. I'm sorry, Andrea finds her. Right. Uh, so wh where where did that come from? Like bringing the female into the into the into the world too. And I have uh, the shot of she her. Spells, she spells her name L I N D S E Y, Lindsay Rosen. You know, uh, I've said many times, I made this show for my daughters. And so the idea that that whether it would be having to do with teenage sexuality or physical prowess, it, you know, girls could play, girls could compete. That's where that came from. Let's, let's show Hi. you. All right, let's Nat, go. Nat, this is Avery. Avery, this is Nat. Hi. 
wonder what Andre Zuckerman's doing here. Dylan, Dylan, take care of it. Here. Give me oh, it's going to be great. Hey, um! What's Dylan doing, bringing in a ringer? Leave. My God, it's a girl. <laughs> Dude, it's a girl. That's our buddy Corey laughing there. Yeah. Right. Poor Dylan, he's really scraping the bottom of the barrel, huh? All right, mm. better up. Yeah. It's so nice. This is such a fun episode. That's so great. She she hits the uh, big home run. And of course, the other thing that happens in this episode, which I don't have a clip of, is, is the dog. You know, uh, Brenda finds this dog, which only reason why I bring that up because it ties into the end of the episode where it's the kid that got straight at Crawford. It's Crawford's dog. So uh, talk to me about the dog. The dog was wonderful, right? Larry, I mean, you, we so were. Good. I love an animal act, and that dog was excellent. Just hit it yeah. some marks, did everything you needed. His name was Magic, by the way. The dog, the the credited name for the dog was Magic. Oh, did you look at? You see it in the end titles? Yeah, it says w Wally, played by Magic. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, and obviously a wonderful pup. You can see that nice face and everything. But also, obviously, a really good handler, really good dog trainer. That you know, uh, you, you could just kind of tell how that dog was happening. You know? Yeah, yeah, good. And and the and the name you said it in the clip, Rupert. I just thought it was funny, you know, and, uh, you know, I had a bad sense of humor. What can I tell you? Was it like, you know, that nobody, this has got to get in. Nobody's going to notice that I've done this. I am going for it. I'm going for Rupert. Yes. Right. <laughs> exactly. I love it. You know, it's funny. I never realized that Rupert was the president of the network for, you know, I always think of, uh, you know, Barry Diller. Yeah. I never, you know, because he wasn't so prominent then, I don't think. We didn't. Oh, he was he, the owner. That is I know, right. I know he was the owner, but he kept a lower profile then, I think, maybe because he was an offshore owner. The, the moment that, because he's dealing with Barry Diller and yeah. Barry Diller, uh, the killer, what are you going to do? So Diller. I remember when, when Mr. Diller left Fox, I, I like it was hard for me to conceive that there could be a Fox broadcasting company without Barry Diller, kind of like... I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I felt that way, too. So I think that Rupert felt that he now had the freedom to step in. And uh, I know that in the, uh, in the world of pilots in the mid-'90s, when you made a pilot for Fox, you had to not... You didn't have to worry if Mr. Murdoch liked the show. You had to learn, worry if Mrs. Murdoch, who would sat in and next to him and watch all the pilots, whether she liked the show. Because, uh, you know, you could, you know, everybody talks what they think. And it's pretty, pilot rooms are really rough, you know, because everybody finds the criticism. No, but how rough? The president of NBC, Don Olmeyer walked out of the room after seeing the pilot of ER and said it sucked and he left. I don't think too, too much camera movement, too much camera too much camera I, movement. I, I remember I remember the comment that stuck with me watching one where some guy says, that guy's in the show. He's yesterday's wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I don't want to mention the actor's name because he's a friend of mine, but that's but yeah, rough, rough. Ooh, that was kind of brutal. brutal. Kind of brutal. Yeah. 
Well, let's Barry let's... Diller, but you know, I think he was replaced, if I'm not mistaken, talking about the Murdoch's wife. He was just, he was replaced by Lucy Salhaney. Is that correct, Chuck? Because she was a real lightweight. <laughs> oh, um, Lucy, yeah. Did was it Lucy who came in? I know Jamie <laughs> Kellner for the beginning. Ooh, Jamie, Jamie Kellner. Jamie Kellner, wasn't he? I think the... He was later. No, he wasn't the top top, I don't think, because he was only top when he moved over to the CW, I thought. Salhaney was uh brought in to run to take the the upper upper job. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was when when um when uh we were in college. Yeah, I because remember someone said one... to me I was gonna say the, the one thing I, I knew a guy at Fox who said, Lucy, the only thing she's concentrating on are what the Christmas gifts are. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's the one that basically said uh that she didn't like our uh the only time Jonathan Littman ever took gave me notes from upper management. Notes were always from either Sandy Grushell or Peter Chernin. There, you know, they were on the, the, the production, the creative team. This was on the business team telling me she wasn't happy with the episode and disappointed with the ratings. And that's when I said, and here's a tease for a future show. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. By the time we're in sweeps, we will be on top of Melrose because we're going to Vegas and Brenda's going to go lope. Oh, that's mm. great. I can't wait to cover that episode with yeah, you. We'll guys. have a lot of fun doing that. Mm. Lindsay and Josh, by the way, Larry and I both in Vegas, they are so excited that we're doing the podcast up there, Larry. <laughs> I don't know exactly what we're going to do or where we're going to do it, but it's going to be different than all of them. I guarantee and, you. Oh, for you sure. Know, I wrote Zach Throne, but he hasn't written me back, so we'll see what happens. I was oh, going to go see his show. <laughs> Thank you for that, Zach. Um, uh, but I want to talk before we get into football. Hey, we didn't talk about this at the top of the show because we're all over the place. But we should mention that next week we're doing our one year anniversary show, Story Slam. Right? This That's is cool. Pete. And where's our T-shirt, Pete? Where's our T-shirt? This is where's the design. It's, 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 it, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get something ASAP. Uh, but I'm really excited about Story Slam. We've gotten so many great. Uh, great ones that I've seen. Melanie, you've seen some a lot of these. What yes. are you feeling about the the people that have put in their in their their stories? I'm feeling very strongly about a couple of them. Um, some of them maybe don't have quite as much structure, beginning, middle, and end, but they're really cute. So we're kind of sifting through and you know determining what we're going to bring onto the show. So right, um, right. keep sending them in. Keep sending them in. Remember, beginning, middle, end, very important factors for this. I saw one that came through that didn't, but her idea of her character would be absolutely incredible. Very cute. And I, I just feel like that might be a path, like we might need to let it come in just to see how it plays out. <laughs> well, wait, I mean, that, well, it's just a chance to play with us. It's just a yeah. chance to play. It's, just... That's exactly right. And if there's something you really like that doesn't fit the rigid structure that the <laughs> network guy, me, Larry being the producer guy, set up, Screw the network. Do it. Take. Give me a good show. Give us good ideas. Larry and I will have fun with them. I don't care if they're. I mean, I said you needed a beginning, middle, and end to give structure to people. But right, a, a cute, anything's cute. Anything that strikes your fancy, let us reject it. Okay. All right. Because these are like the lost episodes of Nine Hundred Two and that no one's ever <laughs> seen. We've on un, we've unearthed these, and they've starred you know characters we never heard of, but. They should really fit right into our seasons, which is. And great. I want to just let everybody know, Thaddy is a hundred percent in. 
She yep. came up with this idea. She does not. She goes right to the. I don't know what you would call that in the network world, but she went right to the uh, right to the oh. right in. Oh, it's just it's a it's a series order. It's not just a pilot. It's a pilot <laughs> she, with a, with an order. A series order. <laughs> she's coming right in. Uh, so story slam. Make sure you guys submit. Although, your although she's not, we're not going to series. We're only doing the one episode. Yeah. So yeah, other way you could talk it is a the, the term was called a put. Pilot. Put pilot. That was the put term. Yeah, pilot. exactly. Okay. So Fatty's a put pilot, and we're we're really excited. I'm sure she's happy to know that she's a put pilot. <laughs> but, hey, uh, one more thing for next week's show. Also, I'm working on a little surprise to celebrate the anniversary. So for any of the fans, uh, DM me at Media Melanie on any of my profiles, and I can send you the information for a little thing that we're working on. I can't say what it is, but okay. get in well, touch, and you can be a part of it. We'll look forward to that. And one thing before we switch off to be, so you know, I got all these little guys and stuff like this around in my office down here, some baseball plaques and things like that. And I also include this, uh, this little thing here, which as you can see is a California, is a Colorado Rockies helmet. I'm sure you have this. Because yeah. my sister Barbara was in Denver with her husband, Richard, um, uh, Oliver Shalom to both. And they were they were uh, uh, there, and they saw this. And they thought it was so cute, and they bought me a baseball hat that said that was CR. And I wore it all the time for two years. And the when I first I met went, you, that's what you were wearing. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. And then I wow. there you go. There's kind of confirmation. Right. And when uh, the Rockies became a real team, I went. What am I doing with this hat? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I got left is this little one here. Oh, oh I love that. Melanie, you had another question about spring training. You just DM'd me. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, we didn't talk about this in the watch along, Charles, but um, you said you were gonna discuss having the ump behind the pitcher's mound and how that came to pass. Oh, well, <laughs> we went I have, no, happy I have no idea why he put him there. I I that's why you should have put the camera. I mean, I wonder yeah. why. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, maybe maybe I, the upper's afraid. Oh, you know? but I do have the story. I know what you're saying. So yeah. we don't have the shot. So I mentioned that, you know, when I told that story about the uh, uh, the the um, guy from the editor, the, the, the prop union, my daughter Lindsay's with me. And they send up the rough cut. They send up the director's cut for me to look at and, and give notes. And... I uh, sit down with Lindsay, and we're watching it. And I, we, you get to that last game, and Larry, I swear to God, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I mean, why is the camp? Why is he doing? Oh my God, do we have a lot to do? And I'm up here. How are we going to do it and get to air? And it ends, and it's got that nice moment, you know, all the stuff with the dog and the end stuff. And I say, I said to Lindsay, I said, she's a young girl, but very bright then and now. I said, well, what'd you think, Lindsay? Did you like it? She said, yeah. Did you have any idea what was going on? No. <laughs> I knew we were in trouble, but it's because of the placement of the camera. And yes. and when you, if anybody watches baseball with their with the, um, the opening day being Thursday, notice where the camera is every time. It's out in exactly. center field. Yeah. You know? No, I work in sports broadcast. I know all about it. So it's you know, it was interesting thinking, to see the picture there. I mean, when, the, you, um, when you were editing this, this is really a uh, pre-digital editing too. Like, you know, you're before right. like avid, avid machine. So you're really uh, probably editing this on a, on a flatbed or something. No, 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 no. We were the first 
Oh, we were the first group. The, the the name of the technology was called, oddly enough, Prodigy. Oh, yeah, and right. we we were that one thing. And Larry makes fun, and he's right. You know, computer and everything. We were way way behind the spelling company, but in editing, we went right to digital. Oh, and, cool. I think, and I think, without knowing this. I bet that they gave them the machines for free to try them out. Oh, probably. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Sounds to me like the kind of thing that uh, the spelling company would love to save some shekels and do that. Yeah. But um, so that's what we did. So, no, we did have the machines right from the start, Larry. We never cool. did a flatbed, we never did the old mm -hmm. style. Now let's move into football. Okay. We've got some things to talk about. We move, we move to college. Uh, we, we see sports, we see some basketball with, uh, Cress Williams, Deshaun Hardell, right? I mean, hello, Cress. What, what are we doing here, right? I know. I mean, really. And high school basketball with Tico Wells. High school mm -hmm. basketball with Tico Wells, one on one. That's right. And we're, and we and we, sh we should have we should have dove into that, but we have talked about that episode previously. Um, and we Another can. Time. Yeah, go further into that. But we do get to college, and we have Keg, and we have a flag football game in the dreams of Dylan McKay as, like, the B story. And I know we wanted to talk a little bit about that, too. Uh, Larry, talk to me about uh, flag football and putting this into college. Well, I mean, I, I you know, it's just we, we, you know, we all we knew our guys are good athletes. So it was just, a, a, again, a way to kind of uh, get a contrast to the other story and also tell a good Steve and, and Rush story in there. And also, you know, just to see our guys in action, you know, looking athletic. I mean, they look fantastic in that sequence. Uh, you know, there's nothing better than flag football because you don't really have to, you know, you know you're not going to really get hurt, so to speak. But you get to play and imagine yourself playing football, which is a great game. And uh, I like the play we have for Rush at the end. We have the old, uh, it looks like a bubble screen, a bubble screen pass or whatever, a flea flicker, I guess. Yes. It's a flea flicker play. But, yeah, I just uh, – that episode was directed by Scott Poland, so I guess he did skate stage it pretty well. I think the football looks pretty damn good. Oh, Scott! Well, you know, Scott actually was a uh, a soccer um, maven. Coach. He was a, yes, he was. He was a coach, I believe. He also was a, an administrator of a league. Yeah, he was a referee and, too. And he refed, and one of the things that he did, uh, I remember uh, at, at this point, maybe I don't know if it was the dreams of Dylan McKay or, or, or excuse me, or this, you know, football, but. He actually um, had extra tickets or tickets he could not use to the World Cup finals at the uh, Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah. And so Karen and I, Jessica Klein and her brother, took the four seats, went out to Pasadena in July. What were we thinking? It was 105 degrees and the score was zero to zero. <laughs> they, did the, they did the kick. And and also it was Brazil versus Italy. And 70% of the people in the Rose Bowl were for Brazil. And a hundred percent of the hundred thousand people who were couldn't get into the stadium who were surrounding it were for Brazil. I was uh I of course was for Italy. Well, well we had a thank you, me too. We and had Brazil won. Brazil won on on uh, what they call penalty kicks. We had a chance to talk to, uh, I'm just calling him months now. I know he's got a real name, but Ryan I, didn't call it from Ryan. Here. I know. On Ruby Island. We did talk to him. Uh, he invited Larry and I up to, to, to the island to, to eat. Remember? Yeah, that was nice. Have you ever been there, Chuck, to Whidbey Island? Not Whidbey. I've been to the uh, San Juans. Oh, you yeah. have? Okay. Yeah, I never have. 
Woodby is, you know, famous for a uh, one of the first um, shootouts between Ooh. white right wing extremists and federal government. Oh, I didn't mm -hmm. know. Mm. Whidbey wow. Island. Look it up. So I'm going to show you a clip here. We'll watch this and then we'll comment. I have three clips of months talking about this stuff. And this it's going to be really trippy because there's clips inside the clips. So that you remember about uh, shooting out some of the sports. Well, of course, I remember the uh, the volleyball scenes uh, with uh, John Sears and, and Ian, uh, or Steve, excuse me, um, and uh, eating the moon pie, of course. Um, and then also the flag football scenes. Um, where I kind of was allowed to live out my childhood dreams of being a football player, which was cut short because I busted up my neck when I was a kid playing Pop Warner football. So when I had the chance to do it on camera, I just went all out. So I think there's a couple of scenes I remember where I get to dive over the line and uh, cr crush through a couple of players, which was great. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, here's, let's see. I got a couple quick Football video essay, take one. Oh, I love it. through the middle. Yeah, that's the play. Oh, man, that's, you know, one thing yeah, I know is like the guys really went all out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit like refrigerator Perry. They do, Larry. Oh, You're yeah. right. They go you know, I mean, the guys, I mean, everyone went full out here. I mean, there's some full speed going on there. I hadn't I hadn't noticed the Jason interception before that, but there's an interception that Jason makes there, and Ian blocks him coming up for the touchdown. But, but watching Munz go through the middle like refrigerator Perry was great. Um, I mean, the one thing, all our guys, I mean, Steve, uh, Ian, and Jason were very good athletes, and so we were gifted with that. So we knew if we put that stuff, it you know, gave them a chance to show off their physicality, which was, you know, it's a joy to watch. Um, also, I should mention how cute Claire looked. <laughs> oh, God, she did look cute. I had, oh, to, leave, I had, sorry, I had to leave that in, yeah. Uh, but the game is a lot of fun. You know, go ahead. Charles. You know, the one thing I got to ask Larry, because he's the football maven, uh, you know, I played flag. I loved it. My son played flag. He actually played varsity football. He did. As well. And, and, um, but the play that Munts run ran, it was great. And we loved it because he gets through the line. He gets his moment, but it's not necessarily something you'd run in a, in a real flag football game because going over the center, that's where all the players are. And you'd pull the, it would be easier to pull the flag. But that's a deception, Chuck. Everyone's expecting a pass. So in a way, you could pull that play off. Yeah, coach me, right I mean, you, you know, I mean, I remember that play for us was because I played as a kid. You know, before I did play high school football too, uh, defensive fact. But as kids playing, we, we played in the snow, which you couldn't have done, Chuck. But that was the greatest thing when you'd have because you have no pads and you'd be playing full out in the snow and was always like the big heavy set guy, be like, put him through the middle. You know? <laughs> All right, well, our see. equivalent to that was that we would play – we couldn't wait for the rain. Oh, and you'd play on okay. a muddy field. There was mm -hmm. a field where the Beverly Hills had its water district up on Rexford and Sunset Boulevard, uh, just past the Beverly Hills Hotel. And we'd go out there, and, and one of the best athletes in Beverly Hills, uh, we went there as a freshman year playing the game we'd always played as kids, and he busted up his knee, and he never – 
<laughs> it was like months, you know, he never got to play. And there's D Mullen in the background. Hey, <laughs> Hello. Mullen, the, the secret sauce of Larry. I love you. Uh, very cute. Aww. All right, listen, I'm going to play another clip here. This is months talking about whether what it was like acting and also sort of having to go full throttle as the athlete. So here's like you're you're obviously acting, so you got to be careful not to smash Jason Priestley and you know what, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what is what is it like to do those scenes like be mindful of like I got to be full throttle but not full throttle um I guess you're you're thinking about that in the back of your mind but not really because you're in character if, if that if that makes any sense um I I didn't I didn't really I didn't really think about running into into uh, Jason or or or, or Ian, um, but I do remember that uh, that play going over the middle. I was just like, all I have to do is make sure I don't hit the person below me, and nobody's gonna get hurt. <laughs> Good stuff there. Um, great stuff from from months. Um, I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, we're taping this on Tuesday. The baseball season starts on Thursday. We all like different teams. Prediction, since we are talking sports, what is your team going to do opening day? What is the score? Who wins? What does it look like? Let's start with you, Larry, your Red Sox. What do you think is going to happen opening day for your team? Well, we have Evaldi pitching. Uh, I think our team's going to hit the ball. So I, I think I'm looking at the, and the Orioles, you know, they're going to be, they don't have a lot of money they're spending. I mean, there's, that's a kind of a weak uh, team, I think. So I'm looking at like an 8-6 score. We're going to win 8-6. Red Sox, 8-6. Okay. Uh, Melanie, your Padres, big offseason for Oof. them, right? Lots of good acquisitions. I believe we have Snell pitching opening day, and I'm mm. predicting the Padres are going to win 5-3, um, to three, and we're playing the Rockies. You're playing the Rockies. We're playing, the Mets are playing the Nationals in, in Washington. DeGrom is going for us. I am going to say a 3-1 Mets victory over the Nationals. Charles, what do you think? Well, I've just been eclipsed here. Melanie, will you check the schedule? I was We're playing sure. the Diamondbacks. I was just going to correct myself. Padres, Diamondbacks opening day. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah, I was yeah. wrong. I was See what wrong. we're up against here? Anyway, <laughs> Dodgers are going off against the um, – about uh, against the Rockies, which you're not expected to, which is expected to be the the lower worst team, but they're playing in Denver where the ball mm -hmm. flies, and we're pitching Clayton Kershaw, and uh, he knows how to throw the ball up there so it flies for batters. So um, I'm hope it's going to be a big score like the eight six that Larry said, and I'm just hoping that we're the eight. Uh, so I, well, you've got such a good team. There. I mean, everyone picks the Dodgers as, as the strongest team this year when you look at the power. Well, rankings. on paper, their their pitching is awesome. It, it, and and they have two world-class hitters, Mookie Betts and Corey Seager. Bellinger, you're not in this conversation anymore. You know, step it up, dude. What? And, um, and uh, you know, we, we, we've got a really – it's a really pretty solid team. How solid? When Larry talks about the good hitters he's got out in Boston, two of them are ex-Dodgers, right? Yes, got, yes. So uh, there were just so many players we got rid of, you know. So it's a good time for the franchise. Um, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully we'll be doing this all the way through, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking about it in the postseason. 
That'd That's be fun. It. Exactly. Yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of cool uh, there's a lot of great uh, things we could talk about with more sports in a, in a in in additional volumes. I mean, I wanted to really briefly talk about some of the celebrity uh, sports athletes that showed up on the show. Um, I know Barry Bonds. We're talking baseball here, so Barry Bonds definitely played some golf with uh, Steve and whatnot. Do you want to talk? And, about- and, and his and his father. Bobby that's right, Bobby. Bobby Bonds. No, that's not Bobby. You think it's Bobby, but no. it's actually an actor. Oh no, oh, Bobby I've didn't show up. Bobby until right now. You know, I don't even know if those guys were talking to each other. You know, but we oh. had the actor, and he he came, and well, he, now, one no thing to have, we, we we made it that you know the rule. One non-actor per episode. You know, if we had both father and son, it would have been uh, a little bit more. Uh, Barry Bonds was uh, close to our, Tony Shepard, the casting director. Tony was a big baseball fan. And it was very exciting to uh, uh, the idea that he would be there. Barry um, didn't understand, though, why he had to wait all morning before doing his shots. You know, he, he you know, what is this? And I just said to him, Barry, you're the one who wanted to be an actor. And I don't think he probably ever did one after that, Larry. And because his personality changed so dramatically, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure he ever got a national commercial spot. No, yeah. I don't think so, yeah. This was before he, he got outed with the steroids. With the steroids, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Larry, also Steve Young for football, right? Oh, you yeah, we had Steve yeah. Young uh, and his agent, Lee Steinberg. And when he throws the pass, I mean, actually, he pl- they played – uh, touch uh, football on the Walsh uh, front yard on a Thanksgiving day. You got Steve, you got everyone playing that. Cameron it's really a, a joyous, a joyous time. Yeah, Cameron Bancroft, who played Joe Bradley, uh, the football player. Yeah, that was down as a um, present to him. Which was Do you cool. remember how how Steve Young or and or Barry Bonds came to be to be on the show? Start with Steve Young. Do you, do you know what that process? I, was? I think it happened through Lee Steinberg, the agent who was a friend of uh, Aaron Spelling's. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I, I love in that episode we do a real Beverly Hills thing there, Chuck. Donna t- sees Lee Steinberg. She's like stalks him and says, "Mr. Steinberg, my father did the surgery on your father." <laughs> it's like one of those networking things. <laughs> That's Beverly very Hills. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. <laughs> so you, I, I'm Donna Martin. My father did the surgery on your father. Such <laughs> a great, you know, social climbing way to go. She like that was the introduction. She leaps in front of his car. We yeah. were we were trying to get um we were trying to get Kathleen at the time, and I said that's what I'm going to do to get her <laughs> when we when we covered that. If you remember, go ahead, Melanie. You sent me a message. What happened? Uh, yes, um, I was also wrong about our opening day picture. It's wow. actually Darvish, not Snell. So I was Ooh, wrong on both counts. Darvish. So you know, you know Melanie, yeah. I, you work with the Padres. Yeah, they <laughs> I do technically not. Okay. I don't get paid through the Padres. Actually, I am contract. Through Bally Sports San Diego, we've had a transition from Fox to Sinclair. But yeah, anyway, so I was um, working off of wrong information. That's so, okay. Yeah. That's okay. Well, we're, There's we're a lot of that going go, around these days. So that's we're okay. looking forward to going down to Petco and yeah, yes. yeah with you. Uh, maybe in yeah. August when when Larry's back in the oh, West that, Coast. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fun to do. Yeah. A lot of fun. So, um, and then, of course, Steve Young wasn't the only football player we had. No, we had yeah. Howie Long. How, Howie Long. That's right. Howie Long. Right. Right. The first season, the first episode of season five, he shows up in the airport. And he's, you know, I love again, that. Fox, Fox had uh, the sports, though. You know, Chuck and I just kind of, uh, you know, just took in the favors there. We, we knew we could make it work. And it, it, Larry, you don't remember, because that, there wouldn't have been your conversation. I had to bludgeon Fox Sports. Oh. they Because we wanted Terry Bradshaw. Uh, oh, another Bradshaw was the personality, mm. 
and Bradshaw didn't want to do it. And the guy from Fox Sports didn't really care. And I basically had to say, look, you guys, not you, you're just coming to Fox. We've been here five years. Are you sure you want to have this conversation with me? Are you sure you're not going to want to go back and see if someone will give us a couple of hours? And, uh, and of course, you know, by the time two years later, it, it, we would have never got it because Fox Sports grew so yeah. much, as did Fox News. And then Fox programming became less and less. And, and now, of course, they're owned by Disney, so you can't get much more less than that. Yeah, and really. our RSNs are now owned by Sinclair and Bally Sports. So lots of lots of changes with the Fox Sports branding. Yeah. Uh, Howie Long was okay, was on set, good, 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 good to go. Nice man. And yeah. I've saw him one time uh, before, uh, maybe two years, three years after I was already out of the show, I saw him in Los Angeles. I saw him on the Fox lot. What am I talking about? And uh, when, cause I, I, you know, I had pilots at Fox and other scripts at Fox and I saw him walking and I said, you did our show and this, and he said, Oh, that was a lot of fun, you know, and walked by. Oh, so, oh, very yeah, cool. it was an easy day for him. And, and he's yeah. a nice guy. And his son is a professional football player, right, Larry? Oh, two of them were Kyle Long and also uh, Chris Long. Yeah. They yeah. won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Chris Long did. That's, uh, I wanted, you know, we also had I know on, that. Uh, I just want to Larry to get a Patriots plug in there. <laughs> you know, we also had on the Olympian uh, Kerry Strug in one of the seasons, uh, six or seven, that Chuck wasn't on. And, um, and, Cam, and, Cam, and Cam Neely in the hockey episode with Jason in the seventh season, I think. I think we can, whole, we can do a whole hockey theme. Hockey we want to get on skates because, too, we had, although sometimes pair skatings, I don't know if you would consider that athletic or, or art, but sure. um, kind of combination. But the big sweethearts of America were called Randy and Ty. Sure. Uh, Ty Babylonia. Ty Babylonia and Randy, whoops, sorry, what is his first name? And mm -hmm. they were in an episode for us, too, but they played announcers, not, they, we didn't get a, um, them on skates. Hmm. I'd love to talk about once we get to summer and hey, look, we, you guys did so much volleyball in the beach club. You did, mm -hmm. you know, there there was so much fun stuff that happened there. So a beach club episodes do and a sports volleyball, you know, David Lasher would be great. And sports hockey were both episodes done by Jeff Melman, a really terrific director, and uh, I hope he'll come on one of these days and and uh, and reminisce on those two with us. Definitely, he also helped us with the polo game we did in season six. Oh, that's he, was a, he was a polo player himself. Quite that's a good right. That's yeah, the, a, real, a very good athlete. Yeah. I think this has been a lot of fun, guys. Right? This is a great episode. Yeah. Uh, I know everybody loves when we're live, and so we will be back live next week um, for the Story Slam 90210. Um, and that's going to be a whole, and our one year anniversary, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, we're looking forward to that. Then on the 14th, right, we're, we're, we've got some Las Vegas. And uh, we are definitely working to, to cover uh, Brandon and Kelly this month as well, too. Yeah. So so uh, we're trying to get David Gale, so that should be a lot of fun, too. Um, and so if anybody knows David Gale, reach out to him. Come on, David. We want you on We want you on this show uh, to talk about that on the 14th. This has been a lot of fun, guys, looking at all this, the baseball and football sports. Good luck to all your teams. I am uh, rooting for my own, so I'm sure you're rooting. All, we're all rooting against each other, right? Yeah. Especially <laughs> me and Charles. So Pete, Pete, let me get this straight. You root for the Yankees, right? <laughs> Definitely not. Well, I think oh, we oh, all agree. Yankees. We all agree on that, right? We all agree. That, <laughs> we all can agree on that. We hate. Well, the Larry knows, and Mel too. Me and me in baseball. I was there in going to graduate school in 1975, 
the first year that the Sox got into the World Series. Carl Yastrzemski's last season and Fred Lynn and Jim Rice rookie season mm. with Louis Tiant, the big pitcher on the mound, who made a big point of every time he pitched, he would put out the big cigar and smoke his cigar. He was the original big poppy. Uh, and I would go, and I, I was, my radio station was very close to the Fenway and I would go out to an empty, almost an empty baseball park in those years, in the, at least in spring when it was cold, and uh, for $1.50, sit in right field, and here the Irish guys behind me betting a dime on each pitch. Ball and strike, <laughs> ball and strike. Well, Got to gamble. It's New England. All right, guys, this has been great. Great, another great episode, and uh, we will see you all next week for Story Slam. Hit up Melanie, right, if you have something for this, this whatever this thing. Yes, that you're I'll let you know on. what we're doing. Yes, okay, cool. And uh, we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.